today, Nordstrom announced they're going to be dropping the Ivanka Trump line of clothing. We're going to talk with uh, a gentleman by, by the name of Doug Stevens. From uh, He's a retail consultant, and he'll be joining us in a matter of uh, 10 minutes to talk about what this means for other retailers. But in the meantime, uh, we rolled up our rim. I won a free coffee. You lost. I want to please play again. That's a chance to play again <laughs> at my own expense. You're right. But I want to say I ordered, I thought maybe we got our cup switched because I never win with the roll up the rim ever so uh one finally and i'm thinking we got it switched but you drink your coffee black Mm -hmm. and i have two milks in mine according to a new study from the university of illinois um they say that people who drink their coffee and tea with added milk and sugar are more likely to eat junk for the rest of the day this is because you're you know consuming your empty calories to start off your day and you're just going to continue on with that i believe it i always feel like anytime i have a latte or something one of these milky sweet smooth coffees mm-hmm. i feel like i am having dessert like i'll occasionally spring for a latte or one of these mochaccino maca latte mm-hmm. whatever they're called and i want i feel like i'm having a birthday cake do you like, really that's just, it just it's so milky and sweet so it doesn't happen very often no it does not happen you very take often. your coffee black Black is the night. Well, before you get all high on your horse, uh, studies have also shown that people who drink black coffee may have psychopathic uh, tendencies. And that they're cooler than everyone else. <laughs> I'm just and their opinions matter more. Is that something a psychopath might say? Uh, moving on. Liz Sandals is apologizing for saying something that she didn't mean to say. She said it just didn't like her choice of words. She probably drinks black coffee. She was insensitive when uh, she said that, uh, well, she said this in response to a question. Uh, They were asking her uh, about the uh, fact that, you know, uh, the government executives, like uh, people that work for the Ontario Power Generation Corporation, are going to receive wages up up to and around $8 million. And they asked her about it. She was asked how she thinks the raises look to people sitting on delayed go trains. And she said this. When you really stop and think of it, the, most of the people sitting on the go, go train probably don't have high level nuclear qualifications or the business qualifications to run a billion dollar corporate, multi-billion dollar corporation. So who cares what they think? <laughs> who cares what it looks like? I mean, I think it's really funny that the Treasury Board president of a government that keeps saying, hey, get on the go, get on public tri- transit, would put down people on public transit. She said she didn't mean to say that. She said, I uh, was trying to explain the need to recruit and retain small number of highly specialized professionals who hold unique qualifications and uh, experience and the connection to, to the salary expectations of the public. And somehow that came out as a direct insult to people who are sitting on the GO train and the average citizen. Isn't that amazing? How does your mind go there? All right, let's talk about somebody else who uh, said something silly today. Uh, well, it was, you know, it was an alternative fact. Kellyanne Conway, uh, actually, she said this yesterday. She's, of course, uh, she was campaign manager for uh, Donald Trump, and now she's a top aide for Donald Trump. Uh, she actually said something. Uh, she cited an instance that did not happen. Uh, have a little listen. Um, I, I bet there was very little coverage. I bet, I bet it's brand new information to people that President Obama had a six-month ban on the Iraqi refugee program after two Iraqis came here to this country, mm-hmm. were radicalized, and there were the master, masterminds behind the Bowling Green massacre. Well, I mean, most the, people don't know that because it didn't get covered. It didn't get covered because it didn't happen. The Bowling Green massacre, there were a couple of guys from Iraq who were arrested for 
uh, something about buying guns or something like that and ch- charged with terror-related activities, but they never actually followed through with any attack that they were planning. And it, they lived in Bowling Green. Right. So she got some of the story right, but her alternative fact, wrong. I know somebody's going to write me and say, stop bashing Trump. I'm not. I'm just pointing it out. She was the, the campaign manager for Trump, a controversial uh, figure. Kelly Leach, arguably the most controversial figure, or at least one of them, that's running for head of the uh, conservative party and would hope to be prime minister one day. Her campaign manager, Nick Cavallis, announced with a Facebook post, on Thursday evening, he's resigning from his position because it's become clear that he's a distraction with regards to the campaign. Yeah, too many stories were being written about him and the things he was doing. We had a story that what he was doing on social media, deliberately distracting uh, people and trying to uh, ju- get uh, jump on them on Twitter by dropping little fake news stories. I'm thinking more that Kelly was looking at him saying, all your uh, strategies weren't working out for me. And uh, ta-ta. Yeah, the story was, and this is interesting. I thought I, we tried to get him on the show, mm-hmm. and he refused to come on, probably because Kelly didn't like the interview with me so much because I called her out on a few things. But, um, well, I didn't call her out. I just challenged her. I just asked yeah. her some questions, and she just refused to answer them. And, and I think Huffington well, Post got on top of that. But What she refused to do was denounce racists who were joining up the joining with the party just to support her. Exactly. So when uh, Cavallis, her campaign manager, was tweeting out false information uh, about spending by Justin Trudeau's liberal government, which we also we like to hold them to account if the spending is based on truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't in this case. They were actually waiting to see who tweeted back or who responded on social media. And they were creating a list. That's what I mean. It was bad enough that they were creating fake stories, fake news. But this is creating a list. And then they would check the list against people that were in the conservative party and other parties to try and uh, boot boot them Mm -hmm. from voting in the May 27th election. I think it's somewhere at the end of May. And I should say he didn't crazy. He didn't say that he wouldn't come on the show. He just didn't get back back to to us. us. No, he did not get back to us. That's very sad. Uh, Here's some good news, though. Um, And this is uh, coming out of the Michael Buble camp. Of course, he is uh, a big export of ours. He's a Canadian crooner, and he's won uh, numerous Grammy Awards. He says his three-year-old son, Noah, is progressing well as he undergoes treatment for cancer. The doctors are really optimistic about the future for our little boy. Um, This statement comes just a few days after it was announced that he could not host the Brit Awards at the end of February in London. We're still fingers crossed for the Juno Awards April 2nd in Ottawa because he is a great host, got a great sense of humor. And um, they're they're saying he's going to hold off on all of his career uh, engagements until he knows that Noah's out of the woods. So it's good to hear some encouraging news. I cannot imagine what that would be like having a, a sick son like that.